Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD. Who's here with me? It's also JD. Oh my god, that's, that's, how did that happen? I don't know. There was a terrible chemical reaction, and now I have been transformed into the undead, aka JD, I guess. Oh, Just kidding, it... it's Michelle. Did I Some... scare you? No, uh, well, <laughs> you confused me. I don't know. Fear and confusion, basically the same thing. I think for some people, they definitely are. For me, absolutely. When I'm absolutely. confused, I'm just scared, but I'm always confused, so I'm always scared, and yeah. life is just one big horror movie. Sounds like a good time to me. Uh, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in for another episode. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for joining us. It's called We Watch Shudder, because that's uh, what we... What we do is we watch stuff on Shudder, and that's how we started this thing. However, today, we are not talking about something from Shudder, because Shudder doesn't have anything new for us to watch today, and we got a special request. Who requested this, Michelle? Uh, John Michelle, I, I, I ask I you this I every should... time we do a request I episode, should... and the, the reason I keep this asking... Is, no, this was Luke. This is Luke. This is Luke. This is Luke. I want to say 100%. Nope, Kyle. Keep, damn it. I, she's, <laughs> Kyle is just like, God damn it, Michelle. It was me. It was me. I know. The only I, reason I, I like, keep asking her is because yeah. I know she didn't bother to find out ahead of time. I have it written down. I did not have the file open. I was too busy stressing out about the IMDb description and whether it was too spoilery for a movie sure. that came out 38 years ago. What is that movie, Michelle? What are we talking about today? Oh, my God. We are talking about The Return of the Living Dead, requested yes. by Kyle on Instagram, who is the reason I have Letterboxd now, and I'm obsessed with Letterboxd, and I have not forgotten who you are as a person. I just forgot what movies you want us to watch. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Please continue listening. I appreciate you. We, uh, yeah, and I especially appreciate you because, yes, as Michelle said, we are today talking about the well well known uh schlock zombie comedy classic uh the return of the living dead from 1985 this movie came out literally within about 2 months of reanimator and goddamn i wish i had been old enough at the time to really understand how great that eight-week period must have been. But clearly I enjoy them. I, look, I referred to it as a classic. I, 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 at this point, there's no reason for hiding. But yes, re The Return of the Living Dead. Michelle, I don't remember. Had you seen this before we did this episode? Uh, I was not positive if I had or not. I do have a T-shirt from it, but I nice. wasn't positive if I had seen the movie. And then when I watched it, we will just say that there is a certain dance number that came up. And I went, oh, yeah, I've seen this. Because <laughs> how could you well, forget ev that ev part? Everybody who has seen the movie knows exactly what scene you're talking about, of Maybe course. Maybe they're like me and they, they weren't sure if they had seen it, though. And then they get to that <laughs> dance number and they go, ah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, that's definitely yeah. the one. Uh, yeah, I, I, of course, have seen this movie a zillion times. I, I have no idea how many times I've seen it. Uh, but it's a lot. Uh, not just like I like. I'm not. I don't consider myself an expert in any way. I'm not a, a well-educated historian. Uh, but at least for me, this is kind of ground zero for that shift into uh, comedy zombies, 
right? Like there are so many things in this movie that it's, and not only is it one of the first, but it just nails so much uh, along the way. Uh, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Do you want to summarize the movie for people? I know you spent some time looking at the IMDb description. Is it too spoilery? For 1985's The Return of the Living Dead. I think it's okay. So the IMDb description is, when two bumbling employees at a medical supply warehouse accidentally release a deadly gas into the air, the vapors cause the dead to rise again as zombies. The Return of the Living Dead. That's, uh, JD, do you want to tell us your spoiler-free comments and thoughts spoiler- and ratings? Because, I, I mean, already... you're kind of there. I already jumped a little. My spoiler-free thoughts are this movie's fucking rad, right? Like it's uh, uh, it's right in my wheelhouse, of course. Being uh, like like I was five years old when this movie came out. Uh, I think I was about nine when I saw it for the first time. Uh, even at that age, like you could tell there was a difference between this and other horror movies I had seen. Uh, and it's, but it still felt like one of those things where like, man, if my mom knew I was watching this, she'd be real mad. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's so ridiculous. It's so much fun. Uh, it's a legend for a reason. This, this of course is a five skull movie. Oh, okay. A five from JD. Yeah. This this is a perfect legendary film. Hmm. I, I think I'm, I'm. not missing something what's the word i'm looking for uh i don't have the nostalgia factor unfortunately in my case so this isn't like a legendary thing it's a thing that has existed and i was aware of and i didn't really remember until rewatching it and then it's just like a vague memory of like oh yeah i've seen this before um what i really like in this movie are the parts that are horror what I like a little bit less is surprisingly the comedy. <laughs> and Get I know the that hell this is out like, no, I'm serious. I know the, the jokes just, I felt kind of meh about it. I really like the horror parts of this, oddly enough. I think there's a lot of horrifying stuff that goes on. There is some stuff that is very funny, but uh, you are a huge fan of slapstick. And a lot of this is kind of like the, yes. Yes. the yuck, yuck, yuck kind of humor. Is, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's cheesy it's as all hell. It's not my kind of humor. Exactly. So um, I appreciate what it did for the genre. I know that it it made a huge impact on the world and zombie lore and everything. As a viewing experience, please don't be mad at me. I'm giving it a three. Oh, my God, I Michelle. Know, sorry. Michelle, I... <sighs> <laughs> I, uh, I maybe should have warned you about this uh, yeah. before we recorded this episode, but uh, oh, no. there's another, uh, I, I, I listen to other horror movie chat shows uh, because A, I'm a fan of horror movies, and also, you know, I do one of my own, so I want to keep my ear to the ground on what's going on. There's another horror chat show that I listen to, I'm a huge fan of, it's called Werewolf Ambulance. Uh, with uh, Katie Werewolf and Alan Ambulance are the hosts. Uh, and they have done, they've been going for, like, I think, eight or nine years at this point. And Return of the Living Dead was one of the very first episodes they ever did. And then they did a recap episode way toward, like, several years on. And here's what I need to tell you is Katie Werewolf expressed a rather meh opinion of Return of the Living Dead as well. 
and she was shamed and tormented for years by people who heard that review and were just like, what, what, what's, what's not to love? Anyway, I should have just given you that historical context. I, we don't have nearly the number of listeners that Werewolf Ambulance does. Shout out, guys, it's really, it's a great show. Go check it out. Uh, but, uh. Uh man, I'm I'm okay. I'm honestly well, worried right now about what's going to happen to people's opinions of you as a horror fan. Well, first off, uh I have terrible movie opinions. We know that. <laughs> we know that. So maybe in the case of Katie Werewolf, it was a surprise that people thought that she would love all the classics. In my case, they're like, Yeah, Michelle doesn't like that. Of course not. She gave Saw a five. Like I have bad opinions. On things, and if you like the classics, I hate them. That's our dynamic. As long as one of us likes it, we're okay. <laughs> oh also, no! Just in case there are people out there who are gonna bombard us with hate mail, I gave it a five. Love this movie. Perfect score. It's great. It's so good. Please don't send me emails. I'm a very fragile human being. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all fair. Uh, five and a three yeah, gives us an average of a four. If you're out there and you're upset. Four. If you're upset, just know I know I have bad opinions. I love also, Drake. Also, I Frank- love Drake. I know I have bad opinions. <laughs> also, frankly, if you're out there and you're upset, um, uh, maybe maybe do some self-examination. You know, perhaps perhaps have that conversation with your therapist if you have one. If you don't have one, maybe consider it. Because, man, you should never, ever, ever let the opinion of some other jackass (laughs) influence your day. Oh, man, what a terrible choice that is you're making. Anyway, we're 10 minutes into this episode. We barely talked about the movie. I I have a follow-up question about Katie Werewolf because I I wasn't familiar with the show. Did she go back and watch it and then give it a five and everybody let up? Or did they just eventually get bored? No, see, a big part of it is when they started the show, uh, she had seen some horror movies but wasn't a huge fan, uh, whereas Ah. Alan was very much like me, uh, uh, a lifelong fan even from from childhood. And so it was an early episode, uh, and she didn't have a lot of context for things, and then they revisited it several years later after she had seen literally hundreds of other movies and having more of some experience and some context, she had a a, a little bit better opinion of it. But uh, yeah, that's. Uh... I'm curious what my fate would look like. In my case, <laughs> I know a lot about horror, and I like the horror part where it doesn't work for me as the comedy. So you know what? If you're a horror fan, I'm right there with you, fam. I also like the horror parts. I don't like slapstick very. Much. Uh, that's fine. That's so there, fine. come at me, comedians. Right. Canadians are gonna be like, nah. uh, I don't know where Michelle watched this. Uh, I saw it on Tubi. You, if you don't mind seeing it with some ads, you can watch it for free on yeah, Tubi. Yeah, I think mine was Tubi too. Uh, it was something uh, free. I, I, I mean, it's obviously it's gonna be available a zillion places for a few bucks to rent it. Uh, if you if you want to see it, if you haven't seen it, guys, I especially if you like schlocky like if you like reanimator if you like evil dead 2 and army of darkness uh this is in that say i think it's more schlocky cheesy than say reanimator 
uh, and also somewhere between Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, if that registers with you in any way at all. Uh, but I can't recommend strongly enough, if you haven't seen this, fix that, change your life. But now, Michelle's just sitting there. End of episode. I know. I didn't know at what point like it transitioned to me, what I should no. do. I'm just <laughs> in my head about, like, oh, my God, people are going to send me letters. Here's what I, letters. I'm looking see, forward to it. Nobody here's, writes here's, me. Peek behind the curtain. I promise we're going to talk about the movie in depth in a minute, oh, but no. we're really stream of consciousnessing this. Uh, peek behind the curtain. A lot of times what happens is I have this idea in my head of like a, a super smooth, cool transition point coming up. And I build it up in my head in such a way where I'm just like, she's obviously going to understand exactly where I expect her to pick up on this. Uh, and then I realize that in this perfect moment exists literally only in my head. And there's no way at all that you could possibly know that I have this whole rhythm that I'm expecting. You just described every improv show I have ever been in. <laughs> I'm just like, they're clearly going to... Nope. Okay. Awkward silence. Oh, no. Yes, okay. I and, guess I'll keep talking. Uh, I'm going to leave <laughs> Yes. Now. And should we get to the spoiler section yes. of this movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guys, uh, okay. if you don't want spoilers, stop now. Michelle, yeah. please yeah. do us a favor. Uh -huh. And uh, freestyle recap the plot of this film. Okay. So there are two people and they work in a warehouse and they have medical supplies. You need a medical supply. Did you see that was its name? <laughs> I That's did. so great. I did. You yeah. need a it, medical it supply. immediately set me up for the type of movie that ah, I yes. I was going to be... Watching. I'm sorry. Please continue. Oh, it's okay. It's just... Oh, man. It starts you off right there, huh? Um. So there's two guys. They work in a medical warehouse. And then the one guy, he has friends. They're going to come hang out with him. But first, they're going to go hang out in a graveyard. And then the one lady, she does, a, <laughs> she does a thing where she talks about how she's very afraid of being eaten alive. And then she takes off all her clothes and dances in the graveyard. And it's pretty much like one of my favorite movie moments of anything that's ever been created from the 80s pretty great don't remember much else about the movie it's just like that five five stars five skulls for that section alone um and then the two guys who are working the medical supply uh place they break something i forgot what because it's been a couple days since i watched this movie but then there's a chemical and it gets let out and then the bodies that were dead are no longer dead and that includes half a body of a dog pretty fucked up a bunch of butterflies that were pinned to like a taxidermy wall that's pretty fucked up and then also humans and then they go next door to the guy and they're like you owe us a favor and he's like what's the favor and they're like can you cremate this person and he's like i don't i don't think i like the idea and they're like please do it anyway and then they do it and that's how you destroy the body but it's also how you keep the zombies spreading so now they're just like in this circle of like in order to destroy the zombies you have to make more zombies um, some weird shit happens at one point the uh, naked lady she's dead but now she's undead and now she's sexy walking and killing and you know what she's she deserves an award I really enjoy that lady I read up about how the casting worked for her and I just five skulls for her three skulls for everything else return of the living dead the end <laughs> you missed you missed the greatest capstone at the end here Michelle can do you mind if I if I, if I uh, yeah go for if it I, I encore or tag on so the big, so best part it. is, uh, so finally there are so many zombies and shit's so chaos that they don't have any idea what to do. So they decide they're going to call the phone number on the side of the barrel that the 
the uh, the the zombie gas was in, and they contact these military people who have been looking for these barrels for fourteen years, and they just immediately fucking nuke the town, and but then nuking the town throws all that junk from all the dead people into the air, and they start making even more zombies all over you know the what? place. That does sound like an important plot point. They, we should have included it. I, but all I started thinking about was the naked lady as a zombie. She well, just look, fascinated me. <laughs> Linnea Quigley is definitely a, a standout uh, element in this film. You are not wrong. Here's the thing I read about her. I was just reading some like quick little tidbits about this movie afterwards because I was like, what did I just watch? Um, because like I said, Are you I reading about Linnea Quigley's tidbits? <laughs> ah, uh, they almost gave the role to somebody else but then she said she would get fully nude so she got the role <laughs> you know what i respect Except, that. okay as long as we're <laughs> look this is this is a well-known scene everybody who's seen this movie is well familiar with it linnea quigley who plays trash first of all she's like those names the names are so good oh the, that whole gang of so-called like they're all just like hilariously incorrect uh, punk stereotypes. Like my favorite is... name is Suicide. Yeah, <laughs> trash yeah. and suicide are over there. Right. Here's what I love is like she's just sitting there in the graveyard and just all intense. She's like, "Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Thinking about all the different ways to die. It's so. It's so." Like, she just leans into it, right? Like, just fully fucking committed. Uh, absolutely hilarious. But, and then, of course, she gets into the, uh, you know, she talks about how she thinks the worst way to go would be to be, like, eaten alive by a whole bunch of old men. And then, of course, that's how she dies at the end, towards the, yeah, uh, yeah she gets eaten alive by a bunch of super old men, really, when you think about it. Uh, but that brings us to the scene where she dances nude on top of the crypt in the graveyard. And she is nude, except she is wearing some kind of weird prosthetic, I don't know, like, 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 like privacy underwear thing. She looks like a goddamn Barbie doll. It's so it's so off-putting like there's it's it looks like you know what she looks like she looks like marilyn manson in the the uh dope show video from like 2001 or whatever it was have you ever do you know that reference michelle anyway it's, it's really funny so that goddamn you just... weird quick quick side note i have been coming up with a we watch shutter drinking game oh, and God. somebody would have had to take a shot right there because it would be you making an obscure reference and then asking if i know it and i don't uh, <laughs> <laughs> they would have just had, been able to take a shot good job listeners Here, here's another one drinking game. <laughs> here's another one you should add is whenever michelle talks about something that was massively popular as an obscure reference <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, anyway, actually, oh, what is it? I have something similar to just, that on the list. And yeah. here, it's just the most. It's the, it, it adds just a level of off-putting to that scene that is just like, like this is perhaps the the least sexy naked chick in an eighties horror movie scene ever. It's I had just to Google so what you were talking weird. About. I had not noticed the Barbie doll crotch. And now, you yeah, didn't? that's Oh, upsetting. my God. Yes! No, 
I more so I more weird. like took in the essence of a naked woman and did not closely inspect said <sighs> naked woman and did not realize there were some shenanigans to be had. Oh, well, let me tell you, when you're like an 11-year-old boy watching this movie, you're looking to see whatever you yeah. can see and Oh my god. Yep. Oh, it's yep. so weird. It's just so bizarre. And then like <laughs> like later she's just standing there naked next to suicide just full on manhandling his crotch. This poor guy. Yep. He's like I got to just maintain my composure through this whole thing. It's just uh, it's fantastic. I don't know why they even had anybody else in this movie. It should have been her playing all just <laughs> just Linnea Quigley being trash yep. for trash the character, not being trash. Oh my god, <laughs> she's no, fantastic. Uh, trash the character because she was oh. great, and I would have liked all of them to be not even Linnea Quigley trying to be the other characters. Linnea Quigley as trash as all the other characters. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Uh, Michelle, I have to know because you did mention it briefly there. Uh, not mm-hmm. having, not having the uh, the s- strong familiarity with this movie, and all like even when you realize that you had seen this before because of that scene, I imagine a lot of it was still just might as well have been your first time watching it. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, so here's my question for you. How how exactly when they dropped it on you did you respond to the phrase split dogs? Uh, <laughs> just split dogs. What the Yeah, <laughs> I I didn't know how to react to that because here's Here's the thing about this movie is if they had taken out all the comedy, I probably would have really loved it because it's very upsetting. (laughs) And I like being upset. It's just not my style of comedy. And so that didn't click for me. But like Split Dogs, that was so I felt so terrible for that thing. Well, sure. Yeah. But it's so upsetting. I've, I've seen like, first of all, the fact that they're like. Oh yeah, those uh, animal anatomy things that you see in veterinary places, that's a real dog just cut in half and put on display. But also Yeah, I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> just the First of all, there's something about just the phrase split dogs that, and he just no. throws it out so casually. The guy who plays Frank is so great. He's like, yeah, we got the split dogs. <laughs> um, I want to talk about another horror part that I really like. Please and that do. Is that the zombies are completely aware of what is going on and can communicate, yeah. which yeah. obviously physically not possible. Also, they're fast. They Did you notice that? Yeah. They run. Oh, yeah. I love this, a fast look, zombie. This, do you, Give me it, a fast zombie. So I, I imagine you remember... Uh, back when the the remade Dawn of the Dead came out was two thousand three, I movie. think. Two thousand four. Well, two thousand four. Okay, well, I was close, but anyway, I I'm know, not the biggest fan of it because right. uh, it's not my vibe. But uh, there were a lot of people at that time who were just very, very upset about the idea of fast zombies, and it's like, oh, zombies! I'm like, motherfucker. You're claiming to be a zombie fan, and so one of two things is happening. Uh, either you're claiming to be a, a huge zombie fan, and you've somehow never seen 1985's The Return of the Living Dead, 
or maybe you don't know as much about zombies as you think you do. They'd be running all over this movie, Michelle. It's nuts. Yeah. I've, oh, I God. love a running zombie. And they talk, so they, they talk, send yeah. more paramed. Like, they actually <laughs> yes. call more people in to eat their brains. And then but send I also like more cops. them talking. <laughs> I, I like them talking about how they... Uh, they eat brains because it makes the pain stop because they can feel yeah. themselves rotting. Yeah, it's that's fucked so up. dark. Well, and um, even so, the, the way that they're constantly making more zombies by trying to get rid of the existing zombies and making everybody else experience <laughs> what it feels like to feel yourself rot. It's horrifying. I like the horror in this. Yeah, well, and uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure how much research you would have done because we didn't chat about it before not we recorded. But uh, uh, So this was written and directed by Dan O'Bannon, uh, Dan O'Bannon also wrote uh, Alien. Uh, he wrote uh, John Carpenter's first feature film, Dark Star. Uh, there are a couple of other things that he wrote that are escaping me here as I, I try to remember things right off the top of my head. Uh, but the guy is is fantastic writer and, and has just a, a, a beautiful sense of humor. Uh, just did some fantastic things here. I uh, I love this movie. It's so great. Um, but you're right. There are some like there are moments in here where like you could have played this differently, and it could have been a. And I think that's part of what makes it work so well. Right? Is that mm -hmm. at its core, it is still a good horror movie. Oh yeah, I don't think that they should change anything to suit what I think a a good comedy horror would be because clearly this works for a lot of people. Right. But not my kind of comedy. I do sure. love the horror though. Well, and, and now mean, that I know a little bit more about Dan O'Bannon, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You did some pretty horrifying things in other movies. So of side note, by the way, if you if you've never seen uh, John Carpenter's first film, Dark Star, man, put that on your priority list. It's hilarious and weird again another one that dan o'bannon wrote uh it's uh it's a hell of a film uh i will give it a go but imdb says it's got a g rating and i'm not okay with that <laughs> i don't think anything i watch that falls into well, at least some form of horror category should have a g rating having Are seen having <laughs> seen the film myself i wonder uh how that like how that might change if it was re-rated. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're oh, I know. It the was point. the 1974 standards. They had no concept sure. of like so, M-A-N-C-7. Michelle, tell me, uh, like, mm -hmm. do you have some specific examples of things where like, they went for something and you were just like, oh, swing and a miss? I just, I was trying to think of like how I was going to describe it, but it really is the difference in our our comedy types where to me just like this like Abbott and Costello type act with those two bubbling medical warehouse workers is not my flavor but I appreciate what they do sure, sure. if that makes sense just like two kind of like bumbling guys nothing I can really I don't know maybe if it was like a Seth MacFarlane family guy thing I would have liked it a lot more because he is top tier comedy you know I uh yeah, uh, it got, you see, here's what's You're happening. You're not gonna right react now. to that statement at all. No. Well, no. I, I, look, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not sure. Uh, I even entirely heard what you're saying because here's what's happening right now, and this is curious because again, I do love this movie, 
But now I'm starting to think about all the different things in this movie that if you had played them straight, like how fuck, like imagine a fucking split dog, like just out of nowhere, just like a I fucking know. gross yes. half a dog just starts fucking hobbling at you. Or like the whole experience of those guys who accidentally kick open that barrel and the gas explodes in their face and they're fully conscious but they're dead and they're feeling the experience of death from the beginning right like their bodies mm-hmm. go and rigor cold. mortis is they setting gotta in go, they gotta go the guys trying to rigor. work out their like, joints oh yeah it it really is like yeah. that stuff i focused on so hard because i think like the dog upset me <laughs> and i was like oh, i sure. find this funny i find this dark and then the butterflies i'm like oh shit it brings everything back from the here's dead what I lo- here's anything what I love that was once butterf- living what i love about the butterflies is they're just there the characters in the scene never notice mm-hmm. it right but i think it's that's like why it stuck with me so much it's, it's great oh, it also, is really really smart clue gulager is in this movie and he's great he plays bert did, did you catch the the fake eye chart on the wall in the office that says something like Bert is a slave driver or something to that effect. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I did not. In the background in, in one of the offices. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, of course, the legendary Tar Man uh, zombie is in this. Uh, the one that actually came out of the... Uh, of the 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 canister that they broke open with the half melted face and all of that, like the Tar Man. People who have never even seen this movie have seen the Tar Man. It's uh, uh, what it what what was your uh, uh thought on on the Tar Man, Michelle? I was too busy thinking about that naked zombie lady and when she was coming back. That's I mean that's fair, uh, and then of course she. I she, don't know how to answer your question, so we're just she, gonna keep coming back to that's fair. Quickly. She uh, <laughs> uh, and she just comes fucking running at one point, right? Just fucking hauling ass. But, no, uh, I'd seen the Tar Man, and I think that's why I had a different opinion of this going into it too. Is I thought this was gonna be just like so ridiculous that the horror wasn't even there. Um, because Tarman is the pitcher on INDB. Like everybody's oh, yeah. seen him. Yeah. But yeah. uh I definitely expected this to be so much schlockier than it wa- was. Um because of that. So yeah, no scare for me and uh, it didn't pick any boxes on the comedy thing. I'm sorry. Oh, well, that's too bad because I think I know. This we have different senses of comedy. I know. I one have a que- sense of humor. One, one question, Frank. This guy's screaming in here. Are you sure he's a dead cadaver? <laughs> Why don't you open the door and find out? No, that's all right, Frank. I'll take your word on that. <laughs> I love it. It's it's so... funnier when you do it, I guess. It's, I love it. It's so great. Do you yeah. ever fantasize about being killed? <laughs> that that sequence where she's sitting there and just ranting for a little while before she ever even does the dance. I think I like that even more than the fucking dance sequence. It's so fucking ridiculous. And even that element of when she talks about like how this is this is what I think the most awful way to die would be and then that's what happens. Like you could have played that like here's I know a lot of people don't like the idea of remakes. I kind of want somebody to do like it's Return of the Living Dead except it's like played serious I, I wonder if that would be a good fucking movie mm-hmm. i bet it would yeah well anyway i got nothing else to add i got through my notes <laughs> at this point you can just keep 
talk about no, I, I, you I, love I'm, it, and I'll go, I'm, uh-huh. No, yep. I'm pretty much uh, I'm pretty much uh, wrapped up here. Uh, this movie, I I could just ramble and ramble for another hour and a half, but that's not necessary. Uh, it's fabulous. Uh, I, I I mean, look, I'm not gonna lie; it is gonna affect how I, I feel about you going forward. But I mean, because I like horror more than I like comedy. <laughs> But JD, let me ask you something. You have what? a fantasize about dying, <laughs> no, about being killed, about, Michelle. About being, about killed being killed by an old man who's trying to eat you, but he's all gums, and he's just, he ain't got those teeth, so he's just gumming you to death. <laughs> by the way, what the what the eye chart in the background says is Bert is a slave driver and cheap son of a bitch who's going bald to ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> but it's set up to look like an eye test chart. It's yep. fantastic. I love it. I anyway, guys, understand. Uh, yep. uh, go check out Return of the Living Dead if you've never seen it. Seriously, this movie's friggin' fantastic. Uh, we're ending the year in a in a kind of a strong wave, Michelle. This one uh, is it was just dropped here today, and we got another one coming up tomorrow, and another one coming up the day after. Yeah. Yeah, I'm tired already. I know, but it's important stuff. Ugh, tomorrow is, is anything yeah. I do important? I'm full of so. ennui. No, I've just been like, who no. wants to listen to me talk on a podcast about a naked I lady do, when they Michelle. could just be watching that naked lady? Kyle does. That's why he asked us to do the episode, Michelle. Kyle hasn't sent me an Instagram message in months. I think we oh, broke up. Kyle. <laughs> Get it together, buddy. Get it together. Okay, anyway, I know it's purely platonic. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so to my, I hope your husband knows it's purely platonic. Anyway, uh, yeah. He, tomorrow, uh, we're actually getting an early jump uh, this month. So we're doing it on the last day of the month. We're gonna have our monthly, uh, we watch stuff recap of stuff we saw that we didn't talk about on the regular episodes this month. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have a lot to talk about, but the few things I do have to talk about, I got some shit to say. And it's uh, I'm looking forward to that one. And then on New Year's Day, uh, we're dropping our best of 2023 episode. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Hell and I yeah. I had to scrap my entire idea because JD was like, there is no structure to that. And I'm like, but I love the chaos. So <laughs> no, um, I mean, I will be I doing actually, a cool blog. I, I, I actually have a, a, an idea for that, that I was going to suggest, Ooh. but you didn't even give me a chance to. So maybe you're jumping the gun a little bit. We had a discussion about categories weeks ago. Uh, what, what, maybe I it mean, was yesterday. I don't remember. It was it, it was more of a hey, what kind of things uh, are you doing? Uh, like, would you want to do? Anyway, we don't need to have this discussion okay. on the air, uh, guys. That's thank okay. you for tuning in. <laughs> Uh, yet again and tolerating our weird shit if there's anything you would like to hear us ramble about that's horror or horror adjacent you know where to find us on the social medias and stuff if not listen to the guy at the end of the episode who is also me but recorded with some weird volume things i could have to record that thing again one of these days but anyway it's you guys know what it says if you don't stick around and find out say good night michelle good night michelle 
We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at WeWatchShutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.